Welcome to Global Outreach Community Church, where we proclaim and demonstrate the love of God through Christ. Now, from the Overlook, located in Atascacita, Texas, here is Pastor Anderson with today's message. going to be um, talking today and it's the operative word is with but we're going to be talking about issues with commitment or issues with commitment so the, the operative word is is the with now we're going to be focused on the with the issue of blood, which is a, a pretty famous story, um, one of the miracles that Jesus performed. But the thing with this woman, we're going to go into the context of, of her story here in a second. Her issue just happened to be where you could see it, but we all have issues. We just sometimes masquerade them with beautiful clothes nice talk, a fake smile, a big home, a nice car, good health, but somewhere around us, in us, there are some issues going on. All right, so I want to be, I want to just set the tone here, set the plane, set the table that this woman is just like us, okay, because we all have issues, okay? So, the good thing about this as we're talking about commitment is issues with commitment. She had issues, but she had commitment. She had issues, but she had commitment. We're going to read through that. Some of us have issues with commitment. We have problems. We got issues, but it's hard. The commitment is lacking. So we got the issues, but we don't have commitment to do what we need to do to make that situation either better or keep us pushing towards that healing or that deliverance. So let's go ahead and read the scripture on this story. Let's read the background. We're coming out of Luke chapter 8, 43 through 48. If you don't have your Bible, it's here right up here on the screens, and it says, and a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And while they were there all denying it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. I want you to, I want, I want to, just hang on that there real quick. What Peter was saying is, dude, <laughs> dude, you got a bunch of people around you. We don't know who touched you. Why are you tripping? It's throngs of people around you because this is going to set the context for this woman, right, and what she was going through. So he's like, master, master, <laughs> you drinking something? What's wrong? Um, why are you wondering who's touching when you got people just scattered around you, right? 
So, but Jesus said, someone did touch me, for I was aware that power, virtue, had gone out of me. When the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, let's, we're going to touch on that too. When she thought she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him and declared in the presence of all the people, maybe that's why she was going through what she had went through for 12 years, because she wasn't afraid to declare in front of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Immediately. But what about when you're not healed immediately? What about when the cancer was in remission and it comes back? What about when your son or daughter who was hooked on drugs has to go back into the clinic? What do you do? Sometimes it doesn't always happen immediately. What do you do? That's where commitment comes in, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Verse number 48, and he said to her daughter, your faith. So we're going to be touching on commitment. Commitment is always going to be intertwined with faith. you got to have that faith. And, it's, and he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So let's touch on everything that happens before she was healed. That's because that's sometimes where a lot of us are. What happens before the healing comes? Or what happens while we're going through the healing? And what if it never comes? So let's touch on the context of the story, right? First, let's say this. Commitment doesn't have a time limit on it. When you look at the definition, there's nothing that says expiration date when it comes to commitment. Commitment is just that. It is you're committed. This lady said, I not only have faith that God can heal me, but I'm committed to being in the best position that when and if it did happen, she would be ready from a mental and physical standpoint. So, I want you to understand this. She believed she would be healed, but while she was waiting on the healing, she was putting herself in the best position. Well, what do you mean by that, Marcus? If you look at other texts, outside of Luke, the two other Gospels, it says that this woman almost, she basically bankrupted herself trying to find a healing. She was going to every doctor. Let's just put it in the context of now. I mean, she's using social media. She's on the internet. She's flying to, you know, she's flying to every continent trying to find the best doctor, and it's not working bankrupt, trying to find healing. Still believes in God, but had bankrupted herself trying to find the healing. So I want to touch on something right here, and let's stay right there. Pastor was talking earlier about, again, commitment, and sometimes when you're in the midst of that faith walk, you're staying committed, but nothing's changing. I want you to understand, this is what this woman was going through. Twelve years of having the same issue, and in that historical context, this woman couldn't even worship amongst the other believers. So she was deemed ceremonially unclean, constantly for twelve years. So how many of you have ever been defined by your issue? Because people will try to do that. People will try to define you by your issue. And most of the time, if it's an issue that's outward, 
oh, <laughs> you know what? They don't have that type of house, so they must be going through something. Or they're experiencing this kind of sickness. I wonder what, what happened. What, what's going on? And this is why I love this story, because when you look at the woman, it doesn't give her a name. It doesn't state where she was from. It doesn't state why she had the illness. But one thing it does say is that she was committed to putting herself in the best position to be healed. So she wasn't just waiting on God to heal her. She was saying, you know what, I'm going to go to these doctors that have been through study, have been through years of school, and again, back then it was, it was you know, pretty archaic and elementary medicine, but she was doing what she needed to do in the process of trying to get healed. So here's what we want to go through, right? When commitment and your issue meet reality. That's the hard thing. So I want you to understand, she had an issue of blood. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay to say this because I think most of y'all know. I think, and Crystal, my wife, I believe in 2017 marked the 12 year anniversary of my wife's first issue of having fibroids removed that were almost killing her. So if you've never had a blood issue in terms of where you're constantly hemorrhaging, my wife at points throughout that 12 year history, the end of your appendages, your fingers, your toes, they were white. She was not getting blood. There would be times that she would have to, we go in, the doctor say, you have to be immediately transported to the emergency room, and we would have to stay there for 24 to 48 hours while they did transfusions of blood because she was at not just an anemic level but at a deathly level. She was operating on probably about 40 to 50% of the blood supply that should be in a human. Now, I want you to think about this. This woman, quite possibly the same thing, but had enough courage and enough strength because y'all see Crystal lively, will jump, probably run two or three laps around the overlook, but I will tell you, when you have constant hemorrhaging, you're tired. You're lethargic. So you're mentally drained. So this woman going to doctors, trying to be healed, staying committed to the process. So I want you to think about this. She's bankrupted. She's given money to these doctors. At the same time, she's not being healed, so she's going to the next doctor. I want you to think how that can just warp someone's mind. And then we wonder why some people sometimes say, you know what, I'm done. And then you see either a steep decline, a sharp decline, or they say, you know what, I'm ready to go. But she had enough faith, and she was committed to the process of healing so that God might get the glory, and that two, 3,000 years from then, we're here now saying, oh, I get it. So I want you to understand something as well. This woman had, to, she went through this so that God could get the glory and that her life could be a testimony. So some of you, what you're going through, I hate to say it, this is for God to get the glory. And it's not always easy. It doesn't feel good. But guess what? You got to go through it. This isn't a 
This isn't, this is something that, I, again, we're, we're constantly in debate of in our minds. So, look, she was ceremonially, ceremonially unclean. What does that mean? She couldn't worship with other worshipers. So I want you to think 12 years not being able to go to church. 12 years? I mean, I'm good, you know, hey, I'm human. Okay, I missed a couple of weeks. I'm still saved, Jesus. I know it. Right? I'm good. But 12 years. 12 years? No social media back then. Nope. I can't watch. I can't watch it. I can't stream it. I can't podcast it. I can't go to church. 12 years. Physically, mentally tired. Faced intense social and religious persecution. Man, I wonder what she did. Man. She better not touch me. I don't want to be in the same position because guess what? When you, were, when you were in her position, anybody she touched was also considered unclean and had to wait seven days before they could actually be in the public. What do you think about that? What if she had kids? See, it doesn't state that. Don't know. But what if she did? What if she had a spouse? What if she had a job? What do you do? So, I mean, I'm just talking, how do you handle that? She was marginalized. We all know how, 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 how we all can be, how bullies can be. Man, who's, who's, man, what did she do? Man, God must not like her. I wonder what sin is in her life. And you'll have religious leaders doing it. You'll have the church folk the ones most of the time, some of the time, some all of the time, that are the ones not instead of lifting you up, possibly pushing you down. So, she's alone, and she's considered an outcast because it's continual. What do you do? Anyone she touched, considered unclean. So, I mean, we as humans, it's been determined we must and we require physical touch. That's why in a neonatal department, in hospitals, when you have babies, they're making sure that those babies are constantly being held sometimes when the parents aren't there. They got to constantly feel touch, affection. I want you to think about that. Man, so what do you do? Do we lack commitment because we are comfortable with our situation? She wasn't comfortable. I want you to think about this. Are some of us in our situation because we became comfortable with our ailment, with our issue? Hmm. We don't see a cure in sight. We've been to five doctors. We've seen three therapists. The marriage, it's just not working. We've seen it. Our child, our parents, the sickness, it's just not working. This is all around when commitment and your issue meet reality. Man, what do you do? And I believe some people have became comfortable with being either sick, distraught, disenfranchised, up. I didn't get the promotion, so you know what? Now I'm only going to get 50% on this job. They only are going to get the minimum amount from me. And you know, what that, you know what that is? That's a sense of entitlement. And I think that goes back to lack of commitment. So let's get, let's get, let's get to this. 
dive a little bit deeper into it. Faith and commitment. So again, faith. Now faith. The substance of things that are hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So this woman still not being able to be healed, but she's seeing it. She, 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 she's going after it. Why? Because she's committed to the process. She's going to the doctors. They're telling her, take XYZ pill, do this, do that. And even though it didn't happen the first time, it doesn't say how many doctors, but it sure did bankrupt her. Man, I know some of us have been there or heard about it. So the reality is faith and commitment. Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 1 and 11. So let's go to the next slide. Here we go. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man saith he hath faith, coupled with commitment, and have not works? Here's where it comes home. This woman's faith was coupled with her commitment. So, you can't have faith and no works. You can't have faith and no commitment. You can't name it, grab it. And again, uh, uh, Pastor, how did you, how did you say it? Um, uh, so spiritually aloof that you have no works behind it. That's what we're good at as people, putting on the facade. You want to fake. You want to front. You want to put it out. They're like, you have it all together, and you don't. James 2 and 14, what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man saith he hath faith and have not works? Can faith alone save you? My Bible says it doesn't. It can't. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works. Faith without the commitment is dead. Faith without works. Yeah, we have to work this thing. We can't expect... We can't expect God to do, and again, he'll come and miraculously do it, yes. But I want you to notice, if that was the case, why didn't he heal the lady 12 years before that? Have you ever thought about that? Let's look at it in reverse. Why didn't he heal her 12 years before that? Again, don't know. Bible doesn't say. All I do know is that God got the glory in the end. But in terms of her mindset, she had the faith, but she had to couple it with commitment. She had to couple it with the process. And a lot of us don't like going through process. A lot of us don't want to do the homework it takes to become a better person, to lose the weight. Lord, I'm trying. They don't want to, they don't want to stay committed to the process. You don't want to stay committed to it but you want the result. So here is the point that we've got to all come to. Live faith, faith and commitment, now faith, commitment. We've been touching on it. You, if you want to live an extraordinary life, you've got to have extraordinary commitment because this world right now, they w everything is now. Microwave mentality, entitlement mentality. <laughs> we ain't supposed to go through nothing. It's all supposed to be just happening. It's supposed to just be laid out, and it's just supposed to work. And it doesn't, doesn't work like that. That's not life. So let's look at this. Here are examples of faith. I'm healed from my illnesses. That's good. That's faith. I'm declaring it. I'm healed from my 
illnesses. Jesus is going to heal the relationship with my family member. We all have some knuckleheads that are family members, or it's a stressful relationship, or it's a broken relationship. Whatever that is, we're declaring that it's going to be healed. I'm believing God for the promotion. I'm going to avoid toxic relationships and people. That's faith. I'm believing it. I'm believing it. I'm claiming it. Absolutely believe it. I believe that lady, when the issue started that 12 years prior to this event of her being healed, I believe she was claiming it. Jesus is going to heal me. I believe it. But here's where commitment comes into play. (laughs) I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do better, but I'm going to change my diet. Okay, so here, let me, let me take it back. Look, I'm healed from my illnesses. God, I'm healed from my illnesses. I'm claiming it, Lord. Sometimes the Lord is saying, well, what you going to do? I ain't going to heal you if every day you go into Krispy Kreme every time the red light is on. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. I'm speaking to myself. My wife knows it. Nine o'clock, two Saturdays ago. Lord, help me. <laughs> Jesus, the red light. I'll wait for it to come on, y'all, for some hot, fresh Krispy Kreme. But how can I say I'm healed from my illnesses when I'm not eating properly? You got to be committed. Got to have some accountability partners. My wife, babe, you know you don't need that. I, next time I need to just, you know, throw the keys outside, babe, flush them down the toilet. Don't let me do it. She tried, y'all, but I was I strong. I I, I strong-armed my family, and we all jumped in and went to Krispy Kreme. My fault. Now, here's, here we go. Jesus is going to heal the relationship with my family member. Here's the commitment from your end, right? I'm going to reach out to them and seek a peaceful resolution. That's commitment, y'all. It's not easy, especially if it's somebody that possibly broke your heart, you're ready to forgive them, and you know you need to. It's on your heart. It's an issue. It bothers you. I'm believing God for this promotion. I have faith. I have faith. I'm believing God for this promotion. It's going to pay me six figures now. Car allowance. I'm believing for it. And I want that Panamera, Porsche. Jesus, I want it. I want the car allowance. But you know what? Here's where we go. I'm not trying to learn the ins and outs of the position. So you're not setting yourself up for, y'all, I want y'all to be, let's be realistic. And I think that's where we go so spiritually crazy and aloof. We want to name it and claim it and grab it, but we're not putting ourselves in a position so that when God is ready to bless us, we're there. That's what we're talking about, commitment. Are you committed to getting some certifications? Whatever that job is, are you committed? Mm. Okay, all right. Here's the, here's the last one. I'm going to avoid toxic relationships and people. And I want to I touch on this because I think this goes back to the lady. Right here, right here. Where is it, where is it? I'm going to avoid toxic relationships and people, 
And here we go. It's right here. Having a, seeking out a professional counsel and having accountability partners. You don't think that lady had... I'm wondering who her accountability partners were. She had to have had some. 12 years, can't go to church, stigmatized, marginalized. Women back in the day were already thought of as second-class citizens. Unacceptable, of course. And she still said, you know what? I'm going to find a cure. And you know what? I want y'all to realize something. This woman's courage, her commitment, it transcended the fact that, I want y'all to realize, Jesus is surrounded by hundreds of people. She wasn't supposed to be in that crowd. Peter had already said that throngs of people, when she touched him, he said, Jesus, there's, a hunt, there's people around you. How do we know who touched you? Which means that it was a lot of people. If somebody had seen her 12 years in the city of Galilee, they knew who she was. So she knew that if she was caught in public in the midst of other people with being ceremonially unclean, that she was going to be in trouble. Serious trouble. So she said, you know what? I don't care. And that's when commitment lined up with faith, said, you know what? I just, I, I got to take the chance. I've been doing what I need to do. God, I'm going to trust that you're going to do what you need to do. And she pressed, being sick, tired, lethargic, cold. When you're anemic, when you're, when you're low on blood, you're constantly cold. Y'all, I'm telling you, this woman, she had to have had some accountability partners. I hope she did. Jesus. So what I'm saying is, when you're in toxic relationships, you, don't, you need to get some people around you that are going to lift you up. Not, girl, what you, who, you, who you going to try to touch? You try, Jesus, I, I heard he's in town. I heard Jesus is in town. He's strolling through, and I heard this dude is so bad that, you know what? If he just speaks to you, he don't even have to touch you. You healed. I got to take the chance. Now, the right accountability partner will say, well, baby, let's go. I'm going to put, put a little cloak over you. We're going to cover you up. And it, it, he probably won't speak to you, but maybe if you touch him, that's the kind of accountability partner you need in your life. Wrong one would have said, girl, please, <laughs> you better not. I might tell on you. I might tell the religious leaders about you. So you got to have the right accountability partners in your life. Am I right? We all know them. So this is what I want to say in tying all this up, is that you can either have issues with commitment Great thing. Woman with the issue of blood is a perfect example, prime example. Or you can have issues with commitment. Which one are you going to be? How are you going to tie that in? Because I'm telling you, all of us have issues, but we all have choices on our level of commitment. And the problem we have in our society, just like 2,000 years ago that this lady was going through is that our commitment is facing society 
and entitlement. We feel that we're owed something. You're not owed anything. You're not entitled to anything. The fact that you were living here, breathing on this earth, is all you're owed. We're not owed anything at all. So you have to be committed, coupled with faith, in order to walk out your healing. And notice I, notice I didn't say in order to be healed. Walk that thing out. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes it ain't ever going to come. But still remain committed. You know why? The fact that God has blessed you with life in terms of where you are right now is more than a whole lot, whole lot of people can say. We've got to be, and again, this society we're in now, I'd say it's even worse off now than it was back then. You know why? Social media. People, you, you, the law of comparison, the law of reciprocity. I believe, well, I out there, Lord, I, I've served your people, but you didn't heal me. God isn't required to heal you. He's sovereign. I want to, this isn't, this isn't a, a feel-good message. I want to hit you, like Pastor said, I think a little earlier. It's going to hit you right in your gut because I'm challenging your commitment in your family, career, you're an entrepreneur, your relationships. I'm challenging your commitment. God is challenging your commitment. We have a whole lot of faith. No commitment. It doesn't work like that. Faith without works, faith without the commitment is dead. Thank you for listening. Join us each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. at The Overlook, located in Atascacita, Texas. Visit us online at www.globaloutreachcc.org. Remember, your life matters because it matters to Christ.